recording because we could have got Tan's screen and that could have brought it in. Could, we could have brought it in. <laughs> <laughs> do it again, Tan. No. Do I have to go downstairs and do it? No, I'll die. <laughs> it was a scary happening. Tan's just had an interesting time here at the, the Paranormal Guide boardroom. Is that is that's kind of like the unofficial christening we've given this room? Uh, well, okay, uh, before we jump in, uh, everybody, welcome to the Paranormal Guide podcast episode 13. 13! Ooh, unlucky. For some. Lucky, for some. Well, I, lucky, lucky in some countries as well. Do we want to talk about the number 13 before we no, get in it? Well, do we think this is this this show is going to be somehow cursed or have some bad You know what? There are a lot of lifts over in, I think, in America that don't have a 13th floor. Mm, so there. so a lot I've of heard, buildings. Yeah, look, a lot of... Oh, fuck. Jesus Christ. <laughs> really? <laughs> really? <laughs> a lot of buildings. <laughs> okay, no, lifts that don't have a 13th floor button. <laughs> <laughs> Well, well hey, should we skip this podcast? Should it just be called number fourteen? Or no. we no, we got to brave no, no. the beast? I think we I think we fuck things up. Two. And the next three podcasts are all number thirteen. <laughs> okay, next three podcasts are podcast thirteen. Welcome to Paranormal Guide Podcast Thirteen A. Speaking is actually all the Paranormal Guide, and joining me as always is Spills. Give yourself, a, give yourself like an interesting... Dude, fucking spills. Spills, okay. Spills. Uh, well, I call yeah. spills. And Tarn. Tarn, Tarn our, our, new, our new host. Do you have like a subtitle or like a thing like Tarn? Uh, I'll just... Tarn Metamucil. Tarn, Tarn Metamucil with Tarn, food, yeah. Tarn Metamucil <laughs> platter maker. <laughs> and another voice you haven't heard in a while. Uh, Brett, also known as the supervillain. <laughs> you are the mad scientist. <laughs> the mad scientist <laughs> supervillain. We'll Do go with that. It's really funny, so... This is our first official podcast with Tan, well, apart from last week's. But with all four of us so, here. Yeah, but with all four of us. And there's a fucking platter, and there's carrots, twiggy sticks, cheese, dip. Guess who bought it? Mum. Tan, that was very kind of nurturing of you. <laughs> Gotta look after my boys. Being considerate. It is good. Brett, Brett's probably wanting some alcohol next time, some vodka cocktails. Mix She's got a double thumbs up, man. That's <laughs> <laughs> about to get the bro fist happening. Boom. Should have done it at my place. <laughs> Excellent. Maybe next time. Well, okay, so 13 episodes in. This is fantastic. Now, it's been quite a short while, but well, it's been a while since we've recorded. But when you guys are listening to this, it's only been about three days since we posted up the previous podcast. Correct. I'm going to ask anyway have we been up to a whole lot since we were last together? Not too much. Really? Really? Spills I've nothing. No? Nothing. Oh, I've done a, just a bit more on my family tree, that sort of thing. No, no paranormal stuff, Yeah, though. finding any interesting links. Do you use Ancestry.com? I was just going through <coughs> lots of paperwork and people's wills and testaments and things like that. Quite but, interesting stuff. But do you use Ancestry.com? Uh, no, I don't. Yeah, don't sign up because they'll harass you forever in a day. <laughs> really? <laughs> Even if you just sign up for like their one month free trial, it, every second day you're just getting harassed. We found another link to your timeline. And you click on it, it's like, who is this random guy that's not even part of my bloodline? They're, they're just trying donor, to suck Ash, you back sperm in. Donor. Pardon? <laughs> sperm donor. Sperm donor. Sperm donor? Who knows? But Brett. Yes. You have not been with us for well, the last two episodes and probably three to four weeks now. What, what's what been going on in Brettville? Brettville. <laughs> Sounds like a cheesy Facebook game <laughs> full of you microtransactions. Know, you know what? That's the story of my life, I guess. Well, okay, I have been doing some travel 
um, some of which I can talk about, some I can't. Yep. But I think one of the funniest things to happen was almost being drugged and mugged. Drugged and mugged? Drugged and mugged in a foreign country. So it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad when you you know think these things are funny. But everywhere, every time we go to another country, it doesn't matter where it is, I need to go for a wonder and see the see things just by myself. I'm told don't do that, don't do that. But anyway, I do. I don't listen to people. They don't know shit. <laughs> Any apart from this time, especially not the locals. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Anyway, I start walking along, and this guy starts talking to me, and is asking me questions, trying to find out where I'm from, picked up on my accent. And then this other woman joined in and she's, she's walking along listening to the conversation and he handed me over to her. And she's walking along with me, t- taking me along, taking me along. And I thought, this is really odd because I spotted the handover. And I thought, okay, well, I'm going to go in and get it. I'll give myself a coffee at this coffee shop. So I went upstairs, grabbed a coffee, come down a while later, she's still there waiting for me. And... Kept kept on again, kept on again, and I thought, all right, there's something going on dodgy here. I need to duck away. So I went down this other street, but that's where she wanted me to, to head oh. towards. Now, in, in this in this location, there's a traditional flower lay that they'll give you. It's not Hawaii, but they'll give you this traditional flower lay when you arrive. And uh, when I'm talking to this lady, she's, she's on my right as I'm walking along, and I feel someone grab my left wrist and forcibly put some flowers around my left wrist and then they both followed me and they both kept following me back the whole way to the hotel until they saw security guards then boom they're out of there and I caught up with a friend the following day who said that what they do is they'll put they know we won't eat or drink anything that we're given so they put drugs into the flowers hoping that you'll smell them Uh and then that'll Take oh, you out, wow. yeah, so then they can rob you at that <clears throat> point. But I mean, it didn't even fucking occur to me to smell these flowers. I mean, well, most people, well, a lot of people would. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I was in an area where there was no, uh, no other Caucasian people. So I mean, you know, sort of in the back areas there. But um, so you didn't yeah. stand out much. <clears throat> not much, not much. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, it was a. Uh, it was an eye-opener, for lack of better words. Far out. So, so what do you reckon was going to be the... If you had have gone along and there wasn't the security and what was... What do you reckon they, was going to be the outcome of this? I think this? that they were, they were just waiting for me to Skins try and sm- smell these flowers and, and this, thinking maybe I already had to see if I were, uh, you know, yeah. how, how far that... And what effect it has, I have no idea. Um, yeah, cause there's some countries. I think it's South America. They'll they because the same thing. They won't. Yeah. They know you won't eat or drink from a stranger. But these people just come and blow a powder in your face, and what it does is just completely opens you up to suggestion. And there are stories of people, you know, you know, being asked to empty your bank accounts and basically give us all your furniture. And they're helping to move and get this stuff. Yeah. It's crazy. So it could, you know, uh, but they knows? talk about um, even on business cards. <clears throat> Um, things tucked under your windshield and stuff like that. Yeah. That people are putting the drugs on. So you've got to be really oh, wow. careful. Yeah. And that's so been done here in Australia. There, there are a lot of, you know, places that have their specific scams that are, you know, specific for those areas. And so it is quite fascinating, really. What a waste of drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Should just start chowing down on these flowers. Um, if I end up going to whichever country I'm to, just, just start eating everything people give you. That's a really great idea, Ash. Yeah, right. I would highly suggest I'll, you I'll come do back that. with better stories. 
if I come back at all. Yeah. But okay, you guys are in a similar situation, you know. You're getting chased around. You've got obviously got some sort of spy training or something. Keep an eye on what's going on around you. Super fucking villain. You know, you got the flowers on your wreath. Are you a flower sniffer? No, I'm not. Tom? Tom. Yeah, she yeah. would have gone. Drug and you mugged. You smelled my back garden. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. I'm not going down there. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so for you, you, you in the last four weeks, you now got drugged and mugged. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's awesome. See, what you missed last time, we've got time to talk about when she's going, she goes to a lot of tours and a lot of um, investigations. We're going to get her to review the hotel she stayed in. Did you stay yeah. in any seedy locations? Because me and Spills this whole time, I was like, Brett's got to stay in some seedy oh, places. Sure. <clears throat> Not in the fucking slightest. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. You're yeah. in opulent surroundings. Like, I can tell where Brett's lying and he's lying. Nah, um, he, he stayed in high class. See, I would, I would hate to holiday like that. I reckon that's beat the feet the fucking perps. I want to get to, I want to stay in the, not slummy areas, but you know, in not the high class place. I'd like to stay in that mid range. Like the um, El Toro, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> back in Liverpool. That's slumming. That is slumming it. Hard. All right, um, Spills. We've had a couple of inquiries. The last couple of weeks, there has been no prompting on our part to get people to guess the number of mints you have been eating. People yeah. have inquired. What has happened to this beloved competition with the podcasts? <laughs> it's all over. <laughs> it's all um, over. You can't do it. I'm on a health kick. I'm on a health kick. Oh, excellent. Oh, explain. Yep. I'm detoxing. So that's what the licorice um, bullets are about, yeah? Tan, I left the licorice bullets at your place and you brought them here and I'll curse you. But I won't curse you. <laughs> you, don't, <laughs> you, don't, you, don't, you don't want me to curse you, No. Um... Yeah, detoxing, getting back into my training, that sort of shit. So yeah. no more, uh, well, no more Mentos. Mollies. Not Mentos. Mentos. Okay, fine. Fuck it. Since we're not doing anymore, might as well call what they are. No more. That, that was why people were listening. They were listening for that for competition. Oh, well, so you only yeah, eat, you're only eating healthy nutritional foods now. Yep. So maybe a suggestion from our listeners would be what could what could Spills replace the Mentos with to keep this basic game? Fucking up? carrot sticks either. <laughs> Yeah, not carrot sticks, guys. So, what else could spills suck on during? <laughs> That's healthy and nutrition and protein rich. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we could, you could make him a cocktail. You're the cocktail master, no, Tom. That's what I meant too. No, this is dear. getting a bit rough. All righty, guys. Was, was it like this when I wasn't here? Or is, <laughs> no, this, is this the shit I bring to this the table? Is the You're infectious. <laughs> All right, guys. Let's get the show proper before we start heading down that garden path to the dark, scary shed that no one should ever visit. <laughs> okay, guys. Listeners' questions. <clears throat> so, Damo, one of our regular listeners, has asked, what's been your favourite location you have investigated and why? Mm-hmm. Also, what location anywhere in the world would you love to get a chance to investigate? Now, I reckon we've answered a similar question before, but Tarn has not. We'll, we'll answer it again. We'll... Okay. So, start off with you, Tarn. So, what has been your favourite location to investigate and why? Okay. I really <coughs> liked Parramatta Jail. Oh. Now, it was one of the tours that I did over there, but run quite differently to a lot of other tours, and... Um, they actually had different stations that you went round to and different stations doing different things. But the one that I really liked, they did a Victorian seance. 
and they had lots cool. of trigger objects all over the table with some, you know, uh, electronic devices that we all are aware of. And Victorian era electronic devices. Hey, <laughs> 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 uh, hang on, there's violence, violence. <laughs> Yeah, like a digital table tipping or something. Was no, it? no, no. We started with a bowl. What are the bowl? You know, like singing bowls. Yep. Yep. And that then you got the, the yeah. wooden thing. So we had many candles going. We had, and of course we're in a jail, so we had we had things like Bibles and cigarette boxes and alcohol. We had holy water. We had all sorts of things on this table. Um, probably about thirty or forty different objects placed out. And we, yeah, we got lots of, um, the candles are moving a lot, so we thought we'll just throw some K2s in, see what's going on here, and yeah, it was nice to do things a bit differently than we do cool. in a lot of other places, so yeah. yeah. And much, much exciting stuff happened, like, did you see, you're using these Victorian methods where you're getting different types of responses to what you would normally be getting? Well, we had to sort of say, you know, do this with the candle, and do that with the candle, and that sort of thing, and um, yeah, so it was it was quite interesting. The different things. Obviously, we were talking to a prisoner at the time, and um, yeah, um, but the K twos were just like backing it up for us all. I guess. Yeah. So. All right. Favorite location. Favorite location. Look, for me, I would have to say all time favorite location would be Adelaide Jail. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. And why? Um, I think because so much interesting stuff happened over the times. So not just your average slight little knock here or knock there. Some fairly significant things, and I've discussed it yeah. on previous podcasts. Favourite place, I think, that I've investigated would, would be Taon, just from the variety of experiences there. From a perspective of where else would I like? I'd like to get to somewhere where there's been a lot of murders. So it's nowhere in... I've got one place in particular that I won't mention. Some of us here know about it. But somewhere like that, doesn't matter where, just where there's been a lot of murders, somewhere that's not been investigated by other people, and I'd like to be able to have access to that place over a period of time. Hmm. Myself, myself would also be a, a prison, I reckon. I, I, I really like Gladstone Jail. Gladstone's cool. Well, I, that was I'm not cool. sure if it's cool. my favourite because my favourite's already been. The you know, question was your favourite. Yeah, I know, but well, I guess well, my favourite would probably be Parramatta Jail as well. Okay. I really enjoyed, but the I think I've been there two, maybe three times. Like, I just really, really like it. It's a very large location. It There's still a lot of uh, the prisoner's stuff in there. It's an so, awesome location. Yeah, you've got trigger objects all over the place. Not Actually, why don't you tell our listeners what you found the first time we were there, Ash? <laughs> well, uh, well, which time? The time I was there with you. Was that the the dildo made from soap? <laughs> yes, from like was. three different bars <laughs> yes, of soap. So yeah, we found it. We found it. We found no, a dildo. Ash made. found it. Don't say we. <laughs> I, was I was putting my nose yeah. in everything, and I found a, a soap shaped It was it was in my bag. It, I don't know why. But 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 yeah. But aside from that, and Tara already said Paramount. I'd probably say Gladstone, just because I, it's the location at the moment for me where it's just every time I go, there's I've got that on edge feeling yeah. in that yeah. certain location. What's interesting about the location, the three of us liked jails. Brett wants any place where there's murders. <laughs> Why that exactly? So we obviously a place of incarceration, there'd be buildings, there's, there's, so there's a lot of sadness and things like that, and a lot of stories attributed to old jails. Murders, Brett. There is a, uh, obviously, when if you've had a, a mass murder at a location, there's a, a massive amount of trauma in a short time 
rather than a large amount of tra trauma spread over a larger time period. And so I'd be interested to, do, to have a contrast between that and Agile, for example. Yeah. What, what so would there be differences? Do you there be think that just any place that suffered a lot of trauma, like an orphanage, might give you the same sort of feeling? It, it could potentially. I've been to a couple of haunted orphanages and they're, they're bloody creepy. So it doesn't have to necessarily be a spot where someone's died. Uh, you, you know what? Part of it would be for, for my own psychological benefit. <laughs> uh, no, you've got to explain that because that just sounds very, very strange. I'm not sure why that sounds <coughs> strange. But, okay, if I go into a place where, okay, yeah, there's been some, you know, just general messed up stuff, that's one thing. But if I go into a place that I know there have been a lot of, uh, whether it's, a, you know, atrocious crimes or anything like that, it puts me in a different state of mind. It puts me in a state of mind of, holy shit, this happened here. And mm -hmm. so it has a big psychological impact on me and therefore may have a psychological, may have a, an, an impact on the investigation itself. So again, I, we could, it would be a good contrast. Yeah. Well, I, I have to agree with you in that, in that. I mean, you can say, look, a jail, this happened at a particular jail, but you don't know where, apart from where they used to hang people. You don't know where specifically, or you know, these crimes committed within jail were specifically yeah, not oh, we know some of the suicide cells and oh, things yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, but in terms of hard fact, well, you go to a house where there's been a murder, you know that those murders have happened yeah. in that house. And... Right, do you, do you think, you know, if, okay, you've got a murder, so, okay, someone's answered the door, they're, they're shot dead, okay, so that's mm -hmm. a murder. But do you think that that's going to add to some of what you want? But if someone was horrifically tortured and the death was slow, is that going to be, and this sounds really horrible, but is that even better for your purposes? Uh, to be tactful and blunt, yes, yeah. absolutely. I think that, um, you know what, from the psychological perspective, then, then yeah, but from a, uh, and this is purely my opinion, but I think from a paranormal perspective, you're going to have a lot more potential for activity in a place where there has been a lot more emotional trauma than something, you know, if someone shot dead from behind, never saw it coming, mm. then I don't think that, there would be necessarily a great deal as so in you're comparison. you're looking for a tortured and tormented soul. Yes, lots of them. Hmm. So the same part of the question, if you could investigate any location anywhere in the world that you could get a chance to, I'm assuming you're going to answer along the lines of some house where a horrific crime has taken place or a location. I don't know where. I wouldn't be able to say somewhere specifically. Yeah. It would just be something that fits those parameters. Yeah. No, I don't really... Recent better? You know what? Yeah, I'd, I'd like again. I'd like to. To me, it's about contrast. Mm. Right now, I'd like to try. If I could have the same thing, but something that was recent, and also something that was not recent, but other places like that, I'd be very keen. Tan, if you could investigate anywhere, no questions asked. Where would it be? What type of location or a specific location? Um, I'd actually <coughs> like to do Port Arthur. Port Arthur. <laughs> can you? I want to say I'm a Port Arthur, but can you? cut that and put it in front of Tarn saying it. She thought of a good one, didn't she? Yeah, yeah she did. All right. But so, so yeah. Port Arthur, is similar reasons to what Brett's talking Are you talking oh, no, Port Arthur no. the penal colony? I'm talking Port Arthur the penal colony, okay. not the cafe where everyone was shot. That's all knocked down now anyway, I think. Yeah. Is it really? Yeah, it's just a memorial on the site. The cafe? Yeah, the whole... <clears throat> and, but so, why, so Port Arthur penal colony obviously... You like jails. You like yeah. the shackles and ideas yes. such as that. 
Port Arthur particularly, just because it's Australia's mainstay. I must admit, I do <clears throat> prefer Australian history, so yeah, okay. that's where I'd really like to get Excellent. to. Anywhere in the world and we'll still stay home here. Yeah, interesting. Spills anywhere. Um, Man, there's so many places. <clears throat> Nowhere specific. No. The st- I'd love to investigate some places in the States. Yeah. Well, in the US. Would you want to go see iconic places that you've seen all the shows I, I or think, get off the beaten track? Well, and- I think a couple of places. Um, but then get off the beaten track and check out some places that haven't been as publicly publicised. Yeah. So. Okay. I'd agree with that big time. Let's do it. Places that have been done to death. It'll be interesting just to see those <laughs> iconic Part of the pub. Iconic nice. locations would be great to see, but you know, obviously new locations yeah. that aren't actively interrogated by ghost hunters might be a bit more exciting. Agree. Stuff you haven't. But that's me. Any place in the world to, to investigate. I would like to go to I don't know how to pronounce it, but I'm gonna say Bangar Fort in India. Huge okay. old ancient fort. It's got this fantastic legend attached to it where a curse was laid on it because the princess scorned the the magician or, sh- or sorcerer's love. He caught, he cursed the place. The place went to hell. Everyone moved out. Apparently there's signs around saying you're not allowed here after dark because of the paranormal activity here. And this is erected by authorities of, that, awesome. of that area. So All right. I'm going to Interesting. <laughs> yeah, absolutely interesting. Do you guys think... And this has got to do with what's um, getting off the beaten track. Do you think it's you're going to have more or less activity at a place that's investigated to hell? Oh, me, me, me. Pick me. <clears throat> okay, you. Um, <laughs> Brett. Okay, I, I, I'm actually really glad that you brought that up because, uh, again, about contrast, but one thing that I've seen as a... Uh, or seen a lot over the years is that places become more active the more they are investigated. And the, or the more so, the more people that go to those places. Uh, so I think that there is some correlation between the uh, between the uh, you know what, what's happened, but also the number of people that go there and, and draw the energy and <clears throat> give the energy out. No, give the I think they they give the or the the place draws the energy from the person or the people that are visiting. When people feel fear. The same, <clears throat> I think it's the same type of energy as the trauma that I spoke about oh, before. Okay. And I think when the people are giving out that out that emotional energy, it's feeding what exists, and that's why places it might be a very minuscule amount of activity, <clears throat> and then more and more people start going there, and then the activity starts. But even when up. when I hear a rumor of a place haunted and there's activity happening, and even the common locations we've all been, I still like to walk in. And see what happens. I do not like walking into locations and going, hey, and trying to pick up on stories that you've heard or other people have got ghost box responses and things like that. Go in with a fresh mind. See what happens, you know, try something different, you know, try a bit of your own sort of experiments, your own trigger objects, see what you can get to happen that's not because someone else said, oh, this is what's happened to you before, so this all must be fact and true. And Uh, Absolutely, because, uh, I mean, a lot of the time people go there and they'll uh, come out with the same story that they've been told. Mm. And a lot of that's going to be psychological. So I think what we've suggested is And they is try and really mould important. whatever they hear, especially on a ghost box, or they ask their questions of whatever mediumship they use that are all targeted that way. What do you think? Uh, less people is better for a location that's paranormal activity. I don't know. See, I, <clears throat> I don't think... I, in all honesty, I don't think there's any... Um, 
impact on a location, whether it's people visiting or people not visiting. I think it just happens whether we're there or not. Spills, what do you think about people going in and then they clear a place? Um, I think it's a load of shit, to be honest. I don't (laughs) think a place can... And that's my personal opinion. I don't believe in smudging and and any of that. Um, So you you don't think there's any difference if a place is saturated with investigators and people looking for thrills than if it's largely left alone. No, just I, I think if... And look, you know, I think it's by chart. If you're there on a particular night and something happens, I think if you weren't there, that, that particular incident or event mm. would still happen. But I think, like, you can walk into a place and people can block energies and stop things coming through. Like, there's some people you can go out and investigate and nothing will ever happen with. Rebecca. And... <laughs> <laughs> and you can, and other times, it really depends on what your mood is and what you're doing and that sort of thing and what you bring in with you, I think. Yeah, what I would encourage people to do is look up works by the author Rupert Sheldrake who wrote about something called Morphic Resonance, which is specifically related to what we're discussing. Um, maybe we should put that up as a... Yep, can do. As a link afterwards. Can you send me a link when I'm doing this? Boom, I'll check it out there. Remember. <laughs> um, but... That it specifically looks at, you know, why why there may be some levels of energy transfer yeah. at locations, but it also seems that things may may potentially even if they did pick up, maybe they peak <clears throat> and then maybe things drop off with a certain amount as well. But is that related to the location? Is it related to the person? To the people that visit? I don't think there is a difference in the amount of activity that happens. I think the more people go into a location, the, the harder it is to get down to nuts and bolts facts with what's happening there. Like we've discussed, people kind of just... It's that mob mentality, like saying terms of people kind of retrofit and fit their experiences to what that expectation is. And they might be having an experience, but they're just misinterpreting it. Now, has there been much that you've come across as far as people investigating, but with no one else on site, leaving leaving their tools around, you know... Ah. Going to what Spill said about, will, will the activity occur irrespective of people being there or or does activity require people to be there i know of lots of people that picked up things by leaving a voice recorder and location and moving off and then coming back finding stuff but then you of course you never know what's happened in the meantime other people have come by if you go back to um you know residual and, and intelligent type warnings i think perhaps and if that is the case that that's that's factual that there is intelligent hornings and there is residual mm. um the residual stuff i think would happen any, any time yeah and the intelligent side of it may happen when there's that interaction okay can i can i suggest that maybe that they are uh, they are not two separate things both residual and intelligent and that perhaps something that is residual in nature as people visit and in some manner give energy to it it has the ability to uh, transform in some manner into an intelligent okay, then. <clears throat> so I'm saying that imagine it as a spectrum I'm go- going back to to the Adelaide jar where we captured pool balls so yes. snooker balls being hit now we know that that's not a so you captured them on video or audio? audio 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 yep so place the uh, voice recorder down <clears throat> and you can te- when you hear it you know that sound yeah yeah it's very definitely, distinct definitely yeah. now there wasn't there wasn't a pool table within that particular building. There hasn't been one in there for thirty five years. So you can hear the pool balls. Now we know it's not a ghost or an entity 
So you're saying, Brett, that then those pool balls could perhaps then, or that residual <laughs> sand could become an intelligent... No, you know what? <laughs> so they I'm glad you actually brought that one up. in real life, but... I, I see. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because that's a really great example of something that doesn't fit that model mm-hmm. that I've suggested, mm-hmm. and it's, it shows that the models need to change and evolve. Um, I know so, what you were saying. Yeah, yeah. Um, but so, yeah, I'm really glad you. So, good examples. Great. So, your residual hauntings where there's, you know, knocks and, and footsteps and those sorts of things. Is it a an entity walking, or is it just a capture of a particular sound? That's been recorded on the yeah, atmosphere. Right. Yeah. That the, the yep. fabric under of the certain building. conditions it replays <clears throat> and that sort of thing. So, okay. Next listener's question comes from Wendy, and this was directed at Tarn, but because none of us have answered this question or one of these questions before, we're going to answer it as well. And she asks, well, "I'm just going to ask it in parts, so it's just easy to remember." So, and I'll go around t- the service. So, Tarn, and then Brett spills on me. Where do we stand on topics such as ghosts and hauntings? Do we believe in such thing as ghosts and places of being haunted? You can just just yes. one. Yes. No. No. Do, do you want to elaborate? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? No. Okay. When, as soon as you say that yes, you believe, a, and a label or definition that someone's put out <clears> there. I think that that's one of the big problems. What I can say is I know what experience, experiences I've had. Okay. Can I change I, my answer? No, no. it's too fucking late. <laughs> I said Port Arthur first. <laughs> Touche. Um, so from, from my perspective, you know what? What people think of it when they say ghost, is it a soul? Is it, you know what? If, if we saw... Um, a semi-transparent apparition walk right in between us right now. Some people would say that's a ghost. Other people would say it's proof of. I'll rephrase this question: Do you believe that there are things that people are interpreting as ghosts and disembodied souls and shit like that walking around and haunting people? <laughs> okay, into, 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 are there, is, there are things. Spill. Okay, what's, yes. what's your answer? <laughs> yes, I do. You do. Is it a ghost per se? Well, we don't know. Okay. Um. But, I do. Right, and yeah, look, I, I believe that people are experiencing strange things, and you know, I'm happy to call it ghosts and hauntings and giving them those layman labels just so it's just easier rather than just waffling on <laughs> for an answer. <laughs> I understand what you're saying. Okay, what about UFOs, UFOlogies, and you know, alien abductions and stuff? I'm not sure I believe in abductions. Do I believe in UFOs? Yes. Okay. Have I had personal experience? No. <laughs> you asked that question and UFOs in specific regards to alien technologies, not just do because I, it's unidentified. Do I specifically believe alien ships, aliens no, out there? No, I would like yeah. to, but I don't. You don't. Okay. Yes, you do. Yep. Universe is way too big for us <clears throat> to be the only ones, and if we think we are the only ones, then you, you know what? You you are correct, but I'd encourage people to. Look up the uh, the fact that we have a lack of von Neumann probes identified in our galaxy or in our solar system should be evidence of that. When you look at the amount of time that it that has passed for, for the age of our galaxy, there and the state that our solar system is in right now, mm. there has been more than enough time that there should be examples we are finding, and more publicly. 
that uh, of alien life. There should yeah. be. Okay. So it's by human thinking. By, we should by human thinking. By human but thinking. But that's also <laughs> it ties into something called the Great Filter. Some people think that there's something that's filtering out life at a certain point. Which is a belief again. Okay. <laughs> Actually, a statistic. I'll a put this question to you then. So we could say humans have been around for how many thousands of years? Mm-hmm. If that were the case, right? Then. Surely, what what if, okay, there's another planet however million fucking light years away with human or alien life forms with similar technologies to us, then they wouldn't be, they wouldn't be in a position to explore. No, they wouldn't be able to. No, that's right. Um, and so what it, what it would mean is, is life, if we haven't come across it, is it just that life is rare, intelligent life, it just doesn't get to the point that we are? <coughs> Or does something filter it out? And so a lot of people believe that if we find that there's micro- been microbial life on Mars at some point, that it is one of the biggest disasters that mankind will uh, ever have come across. People are seeing fucking women in wedding dresses in rocks on fucking Mars and <laughs> yeah. shit these days, uh, you know? But it's no, outrageous. The thing is, if, if life is so common that it's appearing twice on two planets in our solar system, statistically, it should have appeared in... Uh, an unbelievable so, amount so of places answer, in our galaxy right already. To make it, so your answer would be that it could be happening, but they just haven't been oh, yeah, here yet. Yeah. Uh, no, you know what? I, I would say that it's not that it could be. I would say it is. But it's just not And I would say that the, I don't believe that there are the interactions with us that people would like to okay. believe. But, yeah, I think there certainly is out there. And even just recently, um, uh, I'm not sure what groups, but they did actually get receive some odd radio signals. Yes. Uh, as for me, I spent 10 years researching, doing case studies, just ufology, and I came across a lot of interesting people with interesting experiences. As you would. I think there is something going on and people are having something happen. I, th- I don't know whether aliens and alien craft coming down, whether it's something. Once again, it's a paranormal. It could just be misinterpreted. But I do think there is a lot of strange stuff happening to people out there, whether we can say they're aliens coming abducting them and probing them and whatever who knows but there's lots of people that claim these things next cryptozoology so um strange creatures bigfoot loch ness monster stuff like that what do you what are your thoughts on well, those i've seen topics? the loch ness monster up at um loch eel the loch eel eel but yeah. okay what about what about okay the real ones well not the real ones but you know the ones that people are saying Bigfoot, you know, chupacabras, all sorts of strange no, things. No, not convinced. Not convinced on the cryptozoology. No. Quack. That you... was a squatch. <laughs> <laughs> so that sums so... up. Uh, you know what? There, there are certainly different uh, animals out there that we haven't come across yet, but the the mythical ones uh, or the ones that people are. Searching again, I don't believe there has been any substantial evidence presented that they are real, and until mm. there is evidence, doesn't mean shit. Okay, what about mermaids? I'm gonna say no, mermaids as well. There was a well, manatees that drunken sailors found yeah. a bit more exciting than they should have. <laughs> and you're saying no, I'm gonna say no, you don't believe in any kind no, of no. cryptids or anything like that. No, um, it'd be cool, don't get me yeah, wrong, it would but... be. Look, I've never had any direct experience with cryptozoology myself. I know a lot of people that 
have been out uh, yowie hunting and stuff like that, and they have a lot of very interesting stories. And you know, I do trust their words, but once again, oh. you just don't know what you're dealing you know with. I did shoot a werewolf once, but oh, by okay. the time I got to it, it had turned back into my neighbour's dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. Oh, no. That was fucking horrible, Jack. I did did steal that, by the way. Okay. (laughs) The last one on this question, there's lots of other areas of paranormal topics and whatever, but last one that this person's asked, what about psychics? And and can people predict? Mm. Can Can they tell you things about you that you don't know and that they shouldn't know? Or psychics, mediums, what's your... I'm I'm both ways on that one. Both so, ways. Mm, sometimes I I think people can say true <clears throat> things, but I've seen some real charlatans that yes. will say things like, um, "I see a mother figure. Did you have a mother? <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> and I see hair. Did she have hair? Like they're just you know." It'd be awesome just, if your mum was like the one person where was born with like completely no hairless. Hair, yeah. <laughs> but but they <laughs> do things like they they look at your car keys and they go, oh. You drive a Commodore, therefore you must live at Elizabeth and things like that. So, <laughs> Old readings. Yeah, yeah. So they're not really anything saying anything profound. And if you take yourself out of the situation and listen to what a lot of them say, then it's not. But when occasionally you get someone that comes up with something that just really does mm. blow your mind. I'm, I'm much in the uh, same mind there. Cold reading is something that some people can do naturally, some uh, there are some great resources out there to learn cold reading yeah. and you'll be able to, uh, you know, law enforcement agencies have been known to be able to use some of that to be able to get enough information to prompt people to talk. Um, sort of like profiling. Yeah. And, and then if, if you combine cold reading with body language, <clears throat> putting out suggestion and then looking at how someone reacts, you can get a lot of information from someone. And I think at least in a vast majority of instances, that's what's going on, cold reading. As far as... Are there really psychics? I personally haven't experienced what I would call someone who is psychic. I'm not saying that they don't exist, but in saying that, there are certainly a lot of times that uh, you know I would say that I've experienced what I would call a psychic experience of my own uh, from things that should not have been uh, that maybe I shouldn't have known. But again, that could be coincidence. It's like when you're driving down the road and all of a sudden you go, I'm going to go the other way today. And then something... And then you happens. hear there was an act. of a song and then boom, it's on the radio. Or yeah. got looking at your phone and then bam, it rings. Stuff like that. Coincidence yeah. or some kind of foresight. You, Spills, what do you think? I think they're very, very <laughs> far and few between. Okay. But are there some? Few and far between. Sorry? But do you believe that? Yeah, look, I, I think... I, yeah. Few and far between, like jobs in Adelaide at the moment. <laughs> so, so you're so few and far between. So you're okay. If you were to put a number on all the psychics out there, what percentage do you think are probably might have something? One or two percent. Shit. But I, hang on, you know, if, I, if, I don't even say we're even less than that. I <coughs> go into if the decimals. we take it back to what we were saying before, and we go into a place and we have something happen, is it just the odds are that we were there at the right time and? Like a psychic speaks at the right time and says the right thing. They can say to six people in a day, I think you, you know, yeah, yeah, will have yeah, a boating accident yeah. and just what happens that the last person they yeah. speak to on the day has, you know, like mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. Look, I've, I've seen a lot of people that swear by it and friends of mine, but then you just think, have they done the research on what, 
you know, what this psychic told them and how they could have found that out. That's one thing I always, I always ask. Anytime a psychic says something to me, I always try to find, is there a public way they could have found out? And anything a psychic said to me has always been something public uh, that they've been able to find out somehow. And, you know, I've never been, like, done the whole dropping on psychic and said, give me a reading, you know. But it's always been people that have either known me or knew I was going to be there, etc. that have come up, said things. And that time you think, wow, that's pretty interesting. But then you kind of think back and think, well, if they knew it was coming, there's other ways they could have found out that information. So you've always got that question in your head. Have you ever yourself, Ash, had experiences <clears throat> of your own that you would consider possibly psychic in nature? Of my, of my yeah. own? Yeah. Mm. And then I'll pose that question to you guys as well. Um... I don't know. I, I could probably think on it and maybe... I don't know. Well, when I was around 12, 13, I can remember I was sleeping over at my cousin's house and my older cousin was out in town with a couple of mates and me and my younger cousin were sitting around talking and I just popped out of nowhere and said, oh, something's going to happen to your brother's car tonight. Hmm. Your brother's going to be okay. And then one or two o'clock in the morning, there was a phone call to the police. They'd found my cousin's car torched in town but they couldn't find the location of my cousin yeah so that was something is your cousin fine yeah yeah okay, yeah, 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 no, yeah, <laughs> yeah so he rocked up home saying his car was stolen and then yeah so yeah. just small things yourself just um bits and yeah, pieces i mean there have been bits and pieces but i mean some of them you you can also attribute to your own subconscious you know i remember years ago having a date pop in my head that something bad was going to happen and I was so sure of it that I told a friend about it and then after a while of jumping that in to my friend uh, I forgot about it and then on that date had a bad car accident wrote my car off wrote another car off put someone in hospital in a day. In hospital on that same no, on that same date the date oh. that I'd predicted oh I got you yeah and uh, but we didn't even click to it until about a week after that and I thought hang on shit that was on on that mm-hmm. date you know that was probably uh, you know, probably a good ten months before. Yeah, well, that I, but then again, you know, could my subconscious have played into that somehow? Maybe. So getting back to what I was saying about my, co- I'm not psychic at all, by the way. <laughs> like nothing <laughs> similar has happened since, but it was just, just a weird thing that <clears throat> out of nowhere I said that, and that's what happened. Oh, it's a weird. And thing no, I didn't steal my cousin's them. car and torch his car. <laughs> it was not me. <laughs> <laughs> Well, okay, look, we're going to get into the, the main topic now, which is, which is funnily enough, on the, the topic of psychics, and it's, I just want to ask you guys a very simple question. If someone you loved went missing, would you seek out the assistance of a psychic to help try to locate them? So you've obviously gone to the cops and the police and the investigators are doing their thing, but that can take time. You might not get immediate answers. You might be worried. Would you seek out a psychic or medium to maybe... Try to provide you with some sort of insight to what has happened and maybe crack the case. Well, it really depends um, if I was in the will or not. Because <laughs> <laughs> you need that body found to get yeah, the goods. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, really haven't considered losing anyone close like that. But um, if all possibilities were exhausted, then I think you'd be in a desperate enough situation that you would try something like that. I agree. Desperate times call for desperate measures. So, so, so you would, yeah. probably, and you'd, yeah. you'd probably do a big shop around and go get an opinion from a few. You yeah. know, again, I'm in the same boat, but if I came across someone that then tried to screw me over, they, I would fucking hurt them bad. I'll tell you what I did see just on this topic. Uh, a few months ago, a 
well, it's a well-known case now in Australia yeah. <clears throat> uh, where a woman was kidnapped or she went missing and then they ended up finding her murdered. Yeah. But, it, you know, two or three days into her disappearance um, and I was following the... Um, there was a Facebook page to find her and <clears throat> or the family had set up a Facebook page and out of nowhere a psychic popped up and said, oh, I'm a psychic. I'm sorry, but... I can see her passed away here in the water or something along those lines. <clears throat> and I just couldn't believe the fact that this poor family's going through this and out of nowhere this person has just posted and said that, oh, sorry, you know, I can see your daughter's what passed happened? away dead. What happened? What, what was the response? Because obviously... The uh, a lot of people... Yeah, look, a lot of people... There was a lot of backlash on that. Mm-hmm. A lot of backlash. But if you're um, the person in the... If you spoke a psychic in the right way, and it wasn't just blasted on Facebook. Oh yeah, or yeah, like different that. story. Yeah. yeah, look, but in this instance, and and <clears throat> thinking about it now, um, the psychic was wrong. So, yeah, look, she was she had passed away. She was murdered. However, where she was found, how she had died, all that sort of stuff, the psychic was completely wrong about. You know what the main thing that. <clears throat> I'd be concerned about is if I was seeking out a psychic, like I said, I would not want to be in, being in a desperate position like that. Would be very easy for someone to take advantage of. Oh, definitely. Absolutely. And so, um, that the one thing I would not be able to tolerate would be being taken advantage of in that way. And that's that's one of the dangers of people doing mm. that because uh, obviously, you know, with the example you just gave, spills there are people willing to pop up. And give whatever, but oh, they, and they'd be more than happy to charge for that, or use it as a chance to get yeah. the name out there. If that if that was it, that, they could just go in there and just start spamming different missing persons pages. They're going to get one sort of right you eventually. The they're going to say, "Look, yeah. I got this yeah. right," and then it's like, then they're going to make a Facebook page so, and start charging yeah. for readings. Yeah. So you know, I think that you know anything done in those, you know, in that, in regards to psychic for looking for loved ones needs to be done privately, mm. and. But even the police here in Adelaide, in back in history, have consulted psychics to help solve cases. I mean, obviously, this way might this thing's the biggest question, and I'll get to that in a sec. So we've all said, yeah, we would go out and seek a help of a psychic. It's desperate, but it's different when someone just pops in and says, "This is that." Okay. So, Tarn, so you're saying back in the days, 1920s? Uh, no, in 1922, the police actually um, there was a lady found floating. Um, in the shallow Snickle and Elk Jetty. Um, No marks of violence. Um, When they exhausted all possibilities, they did consort a prophet uh, who did a psychic experiment and he concluded she had died in the presence of a man. That's it. Basically. So, So, very profound. Yeah. Did it help? Well, so, the case actually still remains unsolved. So, <laughs> well, there you go. Not the yeah. greatest help there. What about shows? So, we've seen the show Psychic Detectives. Have you all seen that? Where they talk about the cases where psychics have apparently yeah, this is mainly time, Australian, yeah. New Zealand, I believe, yeah. have helped the police. So, have you seen these shows? Oh, apparently, they've have. helped. What do, What do you guys think about that? So, they're putting this out as this is what's happened. This This person has had something happen. Maybe and, and sometimes either the psychics help the case or they're just taking them back around the case and the psychics picking up on what the police already know, basically. What, what do you guys think about stuff like that? Creative editing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I haven't seen this show for a long time. Yeah, I haven't seen it for a long time, yeah, no, so long time but yeah. <clears throat> you know, I'm Did scared. they actually solve any? 
Well, the thing is, um, a, a skeptics group went back through the cases that appeared on such shows, not necessarily this particular show, but they, this show exists around the world in different guises. Yep. And what they find is that um, the police stories have completely changed from the original investigation. They've changed three times in the process of telling this story. They've got their original story, the way they tell it, then they have the story the way they tell it, when aware that they're on the show of the psychic, and then they have the way that they told it after they know what the psychics have said. Yeah, well. So there's a lot of retrofitting the evidence to what is being yeah. said. What people find interesting the most is just the fact that police and investigators will actually go out to ask psychics. That's what people find interesting. Yeah. There must be something to this if the police are going out and asking. Comments on just that statement. I'll stand by my answer earlier. Desperate <laughs> times call for desperate measures. Yeah. The police are at a dead end. <clears throat> but sometimes the police need to link dots. Yeah. And they've got locations where they find bodies and things like that, but they haven't got <clears throat> all the bits in between. And they need all the bits in between yeah. quite well, often what, for what, cases. But what about from a different perspective? The police could be doing that and almost <clears throat> entirely for the benefit of the families that they're dealing with. So they can say to a family, we're doing every single thing we can possibly think of. So if you look at it from managing the psychology of the family, the victim, the family yeah. of the victims, you know, it's worthwhile exploring that so they can say that they've done that even if they don't necessarily believe they're going to obtain anything from it. To, to answer the question that you asked, Ash, does it, is there something to um, psychics because police will at times approach them? Mm. It doesn't necessarily mean anything. You know, the, uh, the, the US government, with the, you know, the CIA, had specifically had a program of working with psychics. Does mm -hmm. that mean that there's something to it or does it mean that they thought it might be worth exploring? Well, my thought on that, the whole question is, you know, people like, some people like psychics, police are human too. If that police officer just happens to whatever in their personal life believe in psychics, then that's obviously, could that form a bias? Could that be why sometimes that's called in? Just because the person involved in the case just happens to, to believe in psychics. Things like that. Certainly could have an influence on, on whether they approach or not. Going back to what Tom was saying earlier about doing cold readings and that profiling side of it. Yeah. You know, the police are that entrenched in in the investigation. <clears throat> Having someone come in from the outside, look at look at the evidence differently or look at the case differently, and then it's almost like there's a possibility that they're profiling it and sometimes they're right. <clears throat> That's another That's, really good perspective as to a reason to bring someone else in. There's another problem with that. Back in uh, 2002, a child went missing in the States. There was an investigation. The police, you know, obviously when the child's missing, they, they'll presume that that child's still alive in their investigations, hope to find them alive. The investigation was going on for a long time. The parents went and consulted a celebrity psychic, and, <laughs> um, and, and she said, no, this child's dead. So then, when that was said, the parents took that as being the truth, and basically the investigation from that point on kind of took a different turn. Like, obviously the parents have some say in what happens yep. in their investigations. Now the parents have turned it into an investigation looking for a deceased person. Well, the child turned up alive. Yeah. After what could have been a much longer period of time, because attentions in the investigation were diverted in a different area. So there's also that. The psychic's wrong in telling bullshit. Yeah. The person believes it. Can, yeah. 
But when you think of some of the cases that have been in the news of people that have been missing for years and held captive and had children with their... Yeah. You know? And when you think of some of the <clears throat> cases that have happened in the last few weeks around Australia, there have been some pretty horrible things happening with people going missing and... Mm. You know? But then mm. we still don't have um, answers to that little girl found in the suitcase. Yeah. Yeah, it's... A, it, I'd be interesting, have, has anyone come across, and this is for listeners too, have you come across any cases where without a doubt it's officially put out that the psychics were a key part? And I'm not talking about they they circled like four city blocks in the body. I mean like keyed in, like bam, pinpoint precision, helped in investigation. Like, Can we come up with anything here off the top of our heads? Absolutely. Probably not. I can't think of anything <clears throat> at all. But I would also, from what Tan said, why is no one speaking up now about some of the things that have been happening in this country over the last even a year or so? Mm. There are some very high-profile things that everyone would love to see some conclusion to. Yeah. Um, like William Tyrrell. Yeah. Well, there's, there are pages on Facebook where psychics can come in and, and they'll basically post... Are missing persons, and they will psychics will just throw their their words at it, and it's really really interesting when you come across these posts because if they're all picking up, if they're all psychic, they should basically be picking up the same thing, or at least be pointing yeah. the same thing. But they're usually all over the place, so yeah, you okay. know that gets you questioning as well. But what brought up this topic in the first place was an article I found. It's from the Telegraph UK um, news site. Basically says, paranormal tip-offs should be evaluated in missing persons inquiries, says official police guidelines. So basically over in the UK, there are a, there's a, I don't know what you call them, like an association which, which decides how the new police cadets and recruits are going to be educated and trained for their job. Now they're saying that cadets should be trained to start taking, not necessarily seriously, but at least listening to you know, psychics and paranormal tip-offs. What do you think about that? Like, it's going to be in the guidelines to, you know, take these yeah, on board. You know what? I'm, I'm going to um, point this back to what Spill said before because I think it's completely um, relevant that people may be seeing, <clears throat> you know, what is out there in the, in the media and then may, there may be that fresh set of eyes or that fresh outlook may, cons- may, may put out a perspective <clears throat> that no one else has considered. So, you know, fuck whether that's, you know, they think that they're psychic or whatever, just something they may have put forward it may be valid. Yes. So how needed. is that any different to, like, the Crime Stopper, where people phone in anonymously? It's not can. different. It's just different name for it. No, you could, why could you not just phone in and say... You, you don't have to say, this is why I think it, because yeah. I'm psychic. You could just say whatever you think. So aren't they then obligated to follow those lanes? Yeah. Well, then yeah. why, again, why is that not happening with these cases in Australia? Why is no one calling Crime Stoppers and putting an end to some of these cases? Yeah. Yeah. And look, look they've, there's some rules. And they, in, this, um, in this article, they've talked a little bit about how these guidelines will, would work. And one of them is... Any information received from psychics should be evaluated in the context of the case and should never become a distraction to the overall investigation and search strategy unless it can be verified. That's fair enough, of yeah. course. Yep. Okay, what about these contacts usually come from well-intentioned people, but the motive of the individual should always be ascertained, especially where financial gain is included. So 
we've obviously covered that. How yeah. do you, when someone phones in, such as Crime Stoppers, how? I get. I guess you're just going on a tip, but how can you ascertain where that psychic? Hang on. What's the difference between a psychic doing it again? Like I said, look at all the money the police <clears throat> put in last year for all those cold cases in South Australia, Beaumont children. The two from Adelaide Oval, yep. um, Louise Bell got a hell of a lot of coverage. There was a hell of a lot of money put up by the South Australian government for rewards. So what's the difference in now <clears throat> there's a reward mm. that anyone wouldn't put their hand up, psychic or whatever? And if you're a psychic and you put your hand up and you go in and you solve a cold case, do you still get it? Well, I guess that it would happen. I don't know. Cause Do you have to prove you saw it with your own eyes or you didn't just have a vision? I guess, well, it depends on rewards. If someone's got a reward, so saying like, okay, this child's disappeared or it's been killed or whatever, and you come up with information that can... Lead to. Put, lead to. That's the term they usually A use. conviction, which means, okay, so I've psychically seen this person kill this child. That now has to be used in evidence in a court of law to be used to help apprehend that for me to get my reward. How do you prove in a court of law what you saw? Sometimes what they use is the vision that a psychic might have said. Exactly. To then go, okay, so they said it happened there. Can we go find something there where we haven't looked before? And then if they do find something there, they can say, well, yes, that... Where you were pointed in that direction yeah, by yourself. But usually they point out four city blocks. But when, but you, yeah, it, that's a diff, That's an entirely different example. This I'm talking about someone seeing someone murdering someone. You can't prove that if you've only seen that psychically. You know, another thing they state is the person's methods should be asked for, including the circumstances in which I received the information and any accredited successes. <laughs> what, what they do, you know, what this is this is really interesting because they're putting it out there saying that. We're considering it a possibility. But make it impossible for you to... But, <laughs> yeah. but let's, let's, let's weed out that 99.9% right. of nut jobs. So, psychic detective work and psychics helping... What, what do you guys think in general? So, is this a good thing? All leads should be taken? Or? I, I think that this approach is good. It's, um, it's something that they're saying, well, you know what? We'll, we'll evaluate, weed out all the crap, which will most likely be a majority, if not all of it. But we're allowing for the possibility... But if you've exhausted all leads in cases, there's there's no more evidence to be found, you know, especially with these older cases where people are are gone, you know? Okay, what about from a financial standpoint? Police investigations are expensive. When these people call, crime stops, give their tips, they're chasing down leads, every lead they get, they have to look into a little bit to either find it credible or not and chase that down. That costs money and manpower. Yep. UK police, and maybe this will happen here, and they're saying, okay, everyone, psychics, have a crack at it. Millions of people, everyone hoping to get a piece of that reward, maybe get a piece of fame, hoping to write a book on helping to write things. Everyone's now throwing in their hat and ring anything they're just crapshooting. It's called shotgunning. It's just throwing out lots mm-hmm. of stuff and seeing what sticks. That, is that going to be bad? If, if all of a sudden there's a shit ton more work, all based on mystery, psychic stuff, I think that it's costing all, millions of dollars. I think that it would already be happening. Yeah. Um, if it was going to happen, if, if that was going to be the case, you'd have every psychic or claim psychic doing that currently. Okay. Um, I think going back through the guidelines you just read out before, Ash, it was pretty clear in that. I think if someone claiming to be a psychic rang and was very specific about the information they were giving, um, and included facts that only perhaps the police knew, then they'd take that more seriously than someone ringing up and saying, oh, mm-hmm. I think the body's here. It's my Which is probably it. why police hold back 
things that are released in the media. Definitely. Mm. Alrighty. But then again, you know, that information could have been leaked, etc., etc. Absolutely. And just to finish off this topic, are the UK police or the the educators of the police, are they doing a good thing with what they're deciding on? Bringing these into the guidelines will start to go around the usual way turn. Both ways, I guess. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Brett? I I think it's a, a, a good approach as long as they're not wasting too many resources on that. I think it is a positive thing to say we're open to the possibility, but we're going to be very sceptical about the information we receive. I agree with what Brett said. Uh, yeah. um, I think it's a positive thing as long as um, there needs to be strict guidelines yeah. in place. Proceed with caution. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Don't waste too much time if on the real fancy out stuff, but the fancy way out stuff might solve the case. You just oh. don't know, so... Look at how many places got dug up with psychics looking for the Beaumont children. Yeah. yeah. You know, they didn't they dredge my Ponga Dam at one stage? I think so. A lot of money. (laughs) (laughs) All righty. Look, we're nearly at the end of the show, but we've still got a couple more things to talk about. Did you want to bring up what you want to talk about? No, fuck it. We'll leave it for the next episode. But, uh, yeah, just uh, just to wrap up, guys, what we want to hear from you in the comments is, uh, you know... Psychic detectives and psychic police are the UK doing a good thing by taking it more seriously. And would you like to see it happening in the countries you all reside in? Australia, United States, India, Japan, all the places all our listeners come from. Anything else that you guys want to hear back from? Last podcast brought up about the possibility of coming, getting a couple of listeners along to investigate with us. Yes. At Gladstone. Okay. So, if you guys (laughs) want to make it happen, if there's anyone key. Yeah, yeah look, and we have we have had two people, no, three people have thrown the hats and okay. said, yeah, we would like to cool. do that. So so that would be fantastic. Tan, any, any questions for the listeners? Anything you would like to hear from them? No, well, I'll be back with a full report on the expo. Oh, you are, you are podcast. going to the expo. Are you very much looking forward to it? Are you flying? Very much. You're flying over? Yeah, taking my broom. Hopefully your plane's <laughs> in good working condition. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, so I'll we'll, give you a we'll full be... report on the expo and the hotel room. And the hotel room and everything that happens within. And Brett? <laughs> no questions for me at all. Oh, come on. That's Wait, something of the listeners. Get interactive with Get them. Get interactive. Um, oh, fuck. I... Well, I just had a premonition that Tarn's plane is going to have mechanical problems. Oh, don't say <laughs> that. Jesus Christ. I wouldn't even get on the plane if someone joked that. <laughs> Oh, you're not going to crash. I've got a premonition that me. I'm going to kick your ass in about five minutes. <laughs> so, so, so nothing from you, Brett? No, 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 nothing. Brett's thinking of a random number. <laughs> we'll try some I'm thinking here. of a random number. Oh, can between, I guess? Between, yes. Between, between. Between zero and a hundred. Zero and a hundred. That's to be a whole number. Yeah, so we've got Momentos Challenge. We now have the Just random Brett number. Kit. Zero to one hundred challenge. Brett will write up on the board after. Get your guesses in if you're psychic, or it might just be a coincidence that you guessed it. We're never going to be able to tell. If you get it right, maybe you should think about helping the police with some of these unsolved cases out there. Until next time, until podcast 13B, I'm Ashley Hall. I'm Spills. I'm Tan. And I'm Brett. Oh, excellent. <laughs> that worked out nicely. Adios. Muchacho. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>